Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. This is Grace, Grit, and Gratitude with Jai Carr, or you might know it as Women's Grace and Grit, if you're hearing this through an iTunes podcast. And it is April 20th, and welcome. Today's show is Women's Grace and Grit, How to Care for Yourself with a Narcissist. So, (laughs) um, I'm considered a little bit of an expert on this, as I had a 25-year marriage with a narcissist uh, bordering on a sociopath, according to um, some clinicians. And... um, But really, this isn't about sharing my story as much as realizing with a president who many uh, professionals have termed a narcissist, with it being a um, man on a national stage in a very powerful leadership position, um, it's an important, um, how should I put this, it's an important learning for everybody, but most importantly, I believe, for women. The reason being that men who um, exhibit um, what is called um, narcissistic dis- uh, a personality disorder um, often attract to them women who are givers, women who, as I put it, um, mistake or confuse um, the necessary compromises in a relationship with having to be the only one doing the compromising. So let me read the um, write-up I did for today's show, and then um, I'll go into um, talking a little bit about this. Waking up to realizing you are in a relationship with a narcissist can feel overwhelming and confusing. When you realize that winning is more important to the other person than a relationship, what do you do? Healing from a relationship with a narcissist requires outside support and guidance for what got you entangled with a narcissist will not get you untangled. Today I want to talk about women's confusion about the compromising necessary for an intimate relationship versus recognizing, realizing the signs of when someone is not available for a relationship. It can be the perfect storm for women who are givers to be in relationship with men who only need to know how to take and control. Waking up to being in relationship with a narcissist can feel really bad, and taking the actions required to care for yourself can feel overwhelming without support and guidance for you to do so. This is a, an important time, a topic for the times we live in and for the healing we are seeking for creating happier relationships. So if I had to boil it down into a soundbite, um, narcissists value control more than they do relationship. And yes, control is a form of relationship, but how I'm using the word relationship is an exchange of giving and taking, a seeking to better understand oneself and the other, to do the healing that comes up in order to get from a state of conflict into resolution for a win-win for both the people and the relationship. And a narcissist really is not that interested in any of those skill sets or those choices for a happy, healthy, um, mutually respecting um, and respectful relationship. A narcissist values control over 
people over situations um, more than they do compromising, negotiating, working it out. It's just not in their um, priority list. So when um, you pair a woman who's been taught that her value is in giving to others and supporting others, in helping others achieve what they want in life, you put that together with what a narcissist chooses, and it's kind of the perfect storm. <laughs> and by that, I mean it's not bound to end well. It's it's going to uh, really exacerbate each person's imbalance, the woman overgiving and the man um, really uh, the value he has for control over everything else. Um, and as I said, this isn't just about, oh, those bad narcissists. Um, and again, there's men who are narcissists. There's also women who are narcissists. Um, they tend to be, there's less women who are narcissists because, again, the, the, our cultural norms um, in America and U.S. are um, about having women be the givers and overgiving. That gets a lot of support, and women get a lot of uh, affirmation for doing that. So the narcissists tend to be more men than women, but there are women who are narcissists. Um, but you can see kind of this perfect why, why I'm calling it why I'm calling it the perfect storm. Um, we also on the women's side, as I said, the cultural identity as having value as a woman if you give to the point of self-sacrifice um, for others on behalf of others from things that are actually not true for you, but um, they are cultural norms. And on the men's side, they're dealing with, um, um, you know, the cultural norms for a man who has, is powerful is in control, right? A man who is powerful doesn't cry, is invulnerable, um, doesn't work things out um, with another person, especially a woman. Those are Western-slash-American cultural norms for men. So we actually encourage narcissists um, by our cultural norms, especially with men who have that overleaf of if you're a real man, you don't show your emotions, you're not weak, you never ask for help, you're the Marlboro man. So I don't think of this as um, a male-female issue or dynamic. I think of it as cultural norms that have been exacerbated, have been polarized, and and as anything... When it plays out, it's an invitation for both parties to really kind of retrench back to what are their foundations for how they feel about themselves, about how they make their choices, um, how they engage conflict, how they engage relationship. Um, and um, because, you know, dynamics are just that. They're energy between two different people, two different, um, you know, inputs. So... Um, but one of the things I know is once you realize you are with, as a woman or a man, you are with somebody who you can never do enough for. You can never be enough, right? Um, you can never be thin enough. You can never be pretty enough. You can never be sexy enough. You can never be intelligent enough. You are lacking. And the partner who is telling you that you are lacking um, isn't there with the next part of the conversation, which is how can they help um, you in where you 
buy into that you're lacking. Okay, now I'm being very careful here because, again, I don't really believe people lack as much as people um, want to evolve to a happier and, and healthier and more peaceful place through their choices. But but when you buy into that you lack and you've been trying your best to, you know, to take care of that lack in order to make another person happy with telling you you lack, this, you will never get off that merry-go-round unless you you are willing to make different choices, believe different things about yourself and life and relationship than what got you into this imbalanced relationship. So, for example, a woman would have to really challenge that she lacks. Um, and it doesn't mean you don't want to do things differently or better or feel better about how you're doing something. But at our core level, none of us lack. We are we are um, beings that have, you know, imperfections. We're flawed, but kind of so what, right? <laughs> um, and I, I, I know I'm saying this kind of flippantly, but what I'm trying to really say is, is you can tell by the level of which you feel at ease with yourself and at ease in a relationship as to where the relationship either is a healthy relationship or where whether you might begin to question your own beliefs. Um, the other person is always, always a mirror for what you are participating in. If you don't believe you have to prove your worth based on overgiving and over um, supporting and always putting your, yourself last. If you don't buy into those beliefs, you are going to perhaps date a narcissist, but you won't. You won't stay with them. You won't. The, the, the relationship won't continue past that initial. Oh, okay. Um, we're, we're clearly not a match. I'm not buying into. I need to be controlled. I need to be different. I'm. I'm somehow defective as I am. Okay. Now. I say that with a caveat because um, narcissists are pretty good at figuring out how to be successful in any situation, whether it's um, having a relationship go from casual to serious, um, having a a relationship go from um, seeming to work to um, now being imbalanced once um, there's security in the relationship, whether it's you're married, you have a child, whatever. they narcissists have learned to live with the outside being more important than the inside. And so what is the draw for a person who partners with a, a narcissist? It's that somehow they too also buy into that. That the person who's telling them them that they lack or they should be better or they could do better um, is not necessarily that person who's telling them that, it has resonance within them. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean that, say, you're in a team and your coach is telling you, hey, you can do better than that. There's a goal that you, as a team member, want to do better. Okay, But it's not about who you are as much as what can you achieve. Who you are is somebody who's committed to doing your best to being in a competitive uh, relationship, to 
improve, to challenge yourself, right? That's a competitive relationship. That's a that's a athletic competitive relationship. An intimate um, partnership isn't a competition. Um, it's a it's a way to explore, as I would say, the God in yourself and the God in the other person. To explore what are the qualities within that person that have attracted you? What are the qualities in that person that you recognize they have, but you um, are in ignorance that you actually yourself have, because otherwise how could you have recognized them in the other person? And now that other person can help you awaken them in yourself. I mean, intimate relationships have a whole different playing field, have a whole different set of dynamics that make them successful than athletic competitions. So I want you to understand when I'm using these kind of broad statements. You know, a narcissist pays more attention to the outside than to the inside. In fact, they're terrified of their inside because their their deepest belief in themselves is that they are fatally flawed. Um, and so they spend a lot of time and a lot of energy making sure to build a persona and skill sets to make sure no one ever gets that close and sees who they really are. Um, because, oh my God, they'd run screaming, screaming out of the room if they actually knew who, you know, if their partner knew who they were. Um, and um, but but one of the things that if you find yourself in a relationship with a narcissist, that is very very critical, is that you don't think you can extract yourself by yourself. You've built a whole reality around how you lack, how you are not as good, how you are deficit, deficient in some way. And there's no way you can, by yourself, withdraw from those beliefs, withdraw from those patterns, withdraw from those choices without help, without support. Now, this is, see, this is where, what keeps women and men in narcissistic relationships way past their, their due date, is because the very thing you've bought into that you somehow lack is is really going to be challenging you to say, I need help, I deserve help and support, right? So if you buy into lack, then you're going to also be feeling that you lack the value, the right to get help. Um, and this is one of the things when I'm working with um, a woman, and I've actually worked with a couple of men in narcissistic relationships, um, this is a hard pattern to break that somehow you have no worth and you know for a narcissist so for a person in a relationship with a narcissist um, it's essential that they get beyond their comfort level and sometimes what that means is they have to have something really bad happen in the relationship they have to have have that person they love do something really bad and not have no remorse or guilt about it for them to go holy crap uh, wow, uh, how did I get here? Well, how you got there was a series of choices that built on something you didn't even know consciously about how you felt about yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. And so to to get yourself out of there, to untangle from those beliefs that really were within you, lying dormant way before you met this person, this narcissist, um, you will need help and support. Um, and, you know... There's the challenge, right? So the gift of a narcissist that you're in relationship with is it will put pressure, 
usually pretty effectively, to make a different choice about how you hold yourself, how you think of yourself, how you're willing to be treated. So our time is done, um, and please, um, if you find yourself in resonance with anything I'm saying, I really encourage you to go to my website, um, jaikar.com, J-A-I-K-A-U-R.com, and sign up for a free, what I call, clarity session. It's a one-hour phone session with me, and you fill out a clarity questionnaire. It's online. It's confidential. Only I see it. It's protected, and um, you fill in the information, and you send it to me, and I will email you times I could um, speak with you by phone. And, you know, you can share with me what's going on. You can realize um, there's nothing wrong with you, and um, and simply this is your opportunity. This is your, um, you know, come-to-Jesus moment about whether you want to begin to to change those beliefs about yourself, change the patterns that allow people to um, to dismiss you, to denigrate you, to deny you basic dignity. So I wish you well, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Blessings.